Welcome to Weekly Wisdom. I'm Josh Rees, and this podcast is all about sharing wisdom from philosophy, comedy, religion, science, pop culture, and everyday life. In celebration of Valentine's Day, I'm going to talk about the romance The Princess Bride. The Princess Bride is a famous movie that is as well known for its famous quotes as it is for its plot. I'm not a witch, I'm your wife. Marriage. Inconceivable. And as you wish. The Princess Bride wasn't much of a hit when it came out in theaters. Movie promoters weren't sure if they were promoting an adventure film or a love story, and moviegoers seemed to be unsure too. It was the dawn of the video store that helped make The Princess Bride a cult classic and one of the most beloved films of the 1980s. This is similar to the story behind perhaps America's most beloved film, It's a Wonderful Life. Frank Capra's film is as idealistic about love and life as Rob Reiner's The Princess Bride, and it also didn't perform well at the box office. It was the dawn of something else, television, and the cheap price for channels to air It's a Wonderful Life that made it a Christmas classic still aired on broadcast TV today. The Princess Bride, S. Morgenstern's classic tale of true love and high adventure, is also a book by William Goldman. Goldman stars in his own work as a man in an unhappy marriage who discovers this great story. Take the title words, True love and high adventure, Goldman tells us. I believed in that once. I thought my life was going to follow that path. Prayed that it would. Obviously it didn't, but I don't think there's adventure left anymore. Nobody takes out a sword nowadays and cries, Hello, my name is Inigo Montoya. You killed my father. Prepare to die. And true love, you can forget about that too. I don't know if I love anything anymore beyond the porterhouse at Peter Lagur's and the cheese enchilada at El Perador's. Sorry about that, Helen. Helen is Goldman's wife. The Princess Bride is a myth about the power of true love, that if you commit to it entirely, you can overcome all obstacles, even death. And yet, we can cease believing in the power of love so quickly. So much so that it becomes dead to us, and the only things we really love are what's for dinner. Or that we get so caught up in the appearances of beauty and desirability that we lose love's heart. This is true of Adela in Goldman's book, who was the most beautiful woman in the world before Princess Buttercup. One day, one of her suitors, she had 104 of them, exclaimed that without question, Adela must be the most ideal item yet spawned. Adela, flattered, began to ponder on the truth of the statement. That night, alone in her room, she examined herself poor by poor in her mirror. It took her until close to dawn to finish her inspection, but by that time it was clear to her that the young man had been quite correct in his assessment. She was, through no real faults of her own, perfect. Not a part of me could stand in proving how lucky I am to be perfect and rich and sought after and sensitive and young and... young. The mist was rising around her as Adela began to think. Well, of course I'll always be sensitive, she thought, and I'll always be rich, but I don't quite see how I'm going to manage to always be young. And when I'm not young, how am I going to stay perfect? And if I'm not perfect, well, what else is there? There was no question that she was not quite as happy as she had been. She had begun to fret. The first worry lines appeared within a fortnight, the first wrinkles within a month, and before the year was out, creases abound. She married soon thereafter, the selfsame man who accused her of sublimity and gave him merry hell for many years. The Princess Bride is essentially a romance between Princess Buttercup, the fairest maiden in the land, and Wesley, who is her farm boy. Princess Buttercup is always ordering him around and 
Whatever she asks him to do, he replies, as you wish. Eventually, she realizes she's in love with him, and he, too, with her. Well, you haven't once said you love me, Princess Buttercup said. That's all you need, Wesley answered. Easy. I love you. Okay? Want it louder? I love you. Spell it out, should I? I-L-O-V-E-Y-O-U. Want it backward? You love I. You are teasing me now, aren't you? A little, maybe. I've been saying it so long to you, you just wouldn't listen. Every time you said, farm boy, do this, you thought I was answering as you wish. But that's only because you were hearing wrong. I love you was what it was. But you never heard, and you never heard. When you truly believe in true love, everything you say honors it, and everything you do is for it. Some might call this not a symptom of romance, but of being in a kind of cult. Love can certainly possess you and make you do stupid things, but it can also uplift you and help you live for a cause greater than yourself. Like Goldman's character, don't allow yourself to think that just because you are married, it means you've accomplished love and can now slip into the depths of monotony, mediocrity, and apathy. Anis Nin said, Love never dies a natural death. It dies because we don't know how to replenish its source. It dies of blindness and errors and betrayals. It dies of illness and wounds. It dies of weariness, of witherings, of tarnishings. This year, in your relationship, I invite you to do three things. First, invite the new. There's nothing worse than thinking you know your partner so fully. A quality of true love is brand new, and you must cultivate it. Try making a list of questions for your partner that you've never asked before. Practice seeing your partner in the present as opposed to who they were in the past. Second, honor the familiar. Celebrate the path of love you've been on. Make a list of things you appreciate your partner and send it to them. Buy your partner their favorite candy bar. Make a PowerPoint presentation of pictures of the two of you set to cheesy love songs. I suggest, I want to know what love is, I want you to show me. And not something that might upset your partner like, if you can't be with the one you love, then love the one you're with. Lastly, celebrate the sacred. In the myth of true love, love is God. This is where you may just want to hold hands and take a walk in nature. This is where you may want to just hold each other in the darkness and not say a word. This is where you may want to look deeply into your partner's eyes and silently honor the divine mystery that shines through their eyes. Relationships are full of vows, I know. But here's a few more to make yourself and your partner a little bit more in love this Valentine's Day. Want to say them with me? Repeat after me. I vow to always see the new in you and behold it. I vow to always remember our connection and honor it. I vow to always remember the sacred in you and celebrate it. Joe Campbell shares about being at a wedding once, and the preacher said, May you do all the things in your life that may grant you eternal life in the future. And Joseph disagreed with this. He thought to himself that what the preacher should have said is, May you do all the things in your life that grant you eternal life today. <laughs>